Blog Talk Radio. The Diamondbacks cap off their road trip with a four-game sweep of the Pirates, and Blake and I discuss how the NL West is shaped up in the first month of the year. Hello, Diamondback Nation. Welcome back to the Rattle Up Podcast. My name is Blake, and I am joined tonight by my co-host, Chris, here on April the 26th. This is actually our last show during the month of April. We're going to get jump into right into things here, but just uh, for, first off, quick announcement here. If you're still looking to get some tickets for any game you want to go to this year, um, you know, going into the month of May, maybe you're getting off school or something like that, you want to go catch a few games, you can actually head over to stubyard.com and use the code BPN10. I'll get, you, get yourself 10% off any purchase. And obviously, you know, when you go to games, you're not going to be trying to pay 100 bucks to get, like, any discount helps. Go, go to stubyard.com and use the code BPN10. I'll get yourself 10% off. Join the conversation. You can hit me up on Twitter at EDBACS or during, or during the show or on Instagram at, at EverythingDBACS. If you want to shoot a question my way, I'll be happy to answer it on the show right here. Getting into it. First of all, Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, too. I'm excited for this Cubs series. It's, it's actually The game's going to start actually right after this podcast. You can stick around right here and then catch the game after. But, yeah, first I just want to start it off talking about some some Diamondbacks, some not, non-Diamondbacks related news. They uh, Obviously, last night was the first round of the NFL draft. The Cardinals have their more pick, and it seems like just listening to sports radio, the only thing that I heard was if, if Kyler Murray was going number one overall or not. And it turned out he did the, uh, yeah, it was it was the obvious selection that they made. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it'll be uh, also one thing I, I was thinking about is, you know, he's obviously going to throw out a first pitch on a D-back team on some time. So I want to see uh, how soon that's going to be. You know, because they did that with uh, – I think the Coyotes first round pick and they also just done it with the Suns. So that'll be cool to see Kyler in a Diamondbacks uni for, I mean, it's only a first pitch. And, but he does also have those ties to the uh, baseball. He got dropped. He got drafted, I think eighth overall by the Oakland athletics too. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were making a joke about how he got drafted by the athletics and that's why he would throw out the first pitch, not the, because he's oh. the first pick. Yeah. That would have been interesting to see, though, if Kyler Murray did kick baseball. I mean, how how his career would have played out. Um, because, obviously, he I think if he played baseball, he still would have been a very good uh, outfielder for the athletics. Um, but it, looking back now on he's it, stuck I think on he the Cardinals. Yeah. Well, even then, I think, he's, I think he made the right move playing uh, football over baseball because um, who knows? How, I mean, he's guaranteed to have success in football. I don't know about baseball, though, because, I mean, you know, being a prospect and everything, and injuries can happen. But I think getting that rookie contract that's going to guarantee him at least some money. So, yeah. So that'll be fun to watch. Maybe actually get, bring bring the Cardinals some relevance and make it so the Diamondbacks aren't the only good team in uh in Arizona sports. But anyway, hey, the Coyotes that, almost made the playoffs. Okay, yeah, they they did almost make the playoffs, but they lost on a, like the last day to like the Devils or something. That was that was bad. But hopefully, hopefully. 
Arizona sports are turning around in the right direction. Obviously, Diamondbacks have been pretty good this year, 15 and 11. Uh, Suns, hopefully, this year, hopefully this can be actually be the year where they're good, uh, but we never know. And then Coyotes, you know, look like, look like they're up and coming, and Cardinals, who knows? But anyway, we're going to get into Maybe they'll tank the to draft Diamondbacks. another quarterback next year. <laughs> tank for Tua. Anyway, we're going to get into the Diamondbacks portion of the show right here. We're going to re- we're going to spend uh, this segment recapping the series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I guess, well, first of all, we can talk about the game in the game in Chicago on Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. So let's talk about those two first. On Saturday, the Diamondbacks blanked the Cubs six nothing. Um, that that was a that was a fun game to watch. Having, having that bounce back game after, um, that bounce back game after what what am I trying to say? After getting uh, beaten by the Cubs in the series opener, and this is actually the the debut of Taylor Clark. Uh, Diamondbacks pitching prospect seems like he's been uh, on the on the cusp of getting called up for years now, but finally made his debut. He went three innings, got the save. Um, just wanted needed to give the bullpen an extra rest day, so yeah, he uh, he did pretty good there. I saw a stat; it was interesting. Uh, it was the first time that a player has made his debut since saves became a stat for a pitcher to get a save and a hit in his debut. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, the Taylor Clark made his debut there. Diamondbacks won that one six nothing, um, and then in the in the finale they lost it two to one. This was another one. It was just really frustrating. Kind of reminded me uh, again of last year, but just that classic Diamondbacks. They couldn't really score all game, and then who know? And then wouldn't you know it? They came back in the top of the ninth. They were down one nothing, and then Gerard Dyson hit a solo home run to tie it, and then Archie Bradley came in, gave up the walk off run in the bottom of the ninth. But Chris, were you? Uh, I mean, they were facing Tyler Chatwood that day. Were you kind of disappointed they couldn't get anything going off a guy like Chatwood? Yeah, Chatwood's never been a very good. Well, he used to be good, but the last year he wasn't too good, and this year he has been struggling. I really expected we would blow them out, and uh, I don't really know how we didn't blow them out when we were facing Chatwood. But uh, Gerard yeah. Dyson, late in the game, came up clutch. He already has more home runs than a lot of people predicted him to have all year, and it's only April. Yeah, Gerard Dyson has been a very uh, good asset for this team. They should keep him or Socrates Brito. But uh, Brito is now on the Blue Jays. And speaking of Blue Jays, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. made his debut tonight. I think he actually almost got his first – his first hit was almost a home run, but I think Chad Pender – Kind of robbed him of a of a hit there, so uh, I don't know if he I don't know if he's had a third at bat yet. We'll I'll check on that later, but yeah. Anyway, so that that's going to be very fun to see him. I'm glad he's in the AL because if he was in the NL, he would just be terrorizing the D-backs every single time that he played them. Uh, yeah, yeah, instead we have to deal with the Padres farm system for the next few years. Oh, yeah, yeah. The pot, the, I, the yeah, the pitching depth of the Padres is going to be insane. I mean, wait till Mackenzie Gore gets get there. They already have Chris Paddock who's He's looking like a stud. Yeah, they're going to be very good uh, here to come. Yeah, so that was the that was the end of the Cubs series. So they did lose, lose that series two to one, but hopefully, nope, they're playing them uh, this weekend, uh, today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Hopefully, you know you, you can uh, even out at home win that series, and you can be tied. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So we're, now we're going to get into the Pittsburgh series, and this was. Uh, a series that really reminded me of the Diamondbacks in 2017 when they were just absolutely – their offense would just absolutely dominate and their pitching would be would do good enough to keep them in the ball game. They scored – if I can pull up the exact numbers here. 
uh, where where is it? Against the Pirates, they scored, I think, yeah, 29 runs to the Pirates, seven. So already over four games, that that's pretty good. Um, if we let's go over the uh, game scores here. Actually, Chris, if you want, you want to run us through all the scores, and we'll get into the analysis after that. Sure. So game one ended up 12 to four, and of course the Diamondbacks won since we swept. Game two, we won two to one. And then in game three, we won 11 to two, and game four, we won five to zero. Yeah. So pitching did very well in that series, allowing less than two runs a game and scoring math uh, over seven runs a game, actually. So that was pretty good to see. Again, that kind of reminded me of 2017 when they went on, on, that, on that 13-game winning streak. Hopefully, that can repeat it this year. And, you know, this is similarities there, obviously, 2017. There wasn't a lot of expectations. The team came off a, a really disappointing year, kind of like last year. And so maybe this year they can string some wins together. Um, yeah, getting into game one, that was a 12-4 win. And that, story, that score doesn't really tell you the whole story. The Diamondbacks, I think, were down 4-1. to one. No, they were not yeah, four to one or four nothing going into the top of the six, whatever it was. But then they scored twelve. They scored uh, twelve unanswered runs after that. They won that one twelve to four. That was a that was a really fun game to watch. David Peralta had a go ahead RBI or three RBI triple. I think that was in the tie at top of the six. Then there, I think the seven. I I, I that was a, few, a lot of days ago. I can't remember, but anyway. But yeah, some late inning rallies going through for the Diamondbacks. That was you know. It was good to see the team coming alive late and and, and our, holding on for the win. And our pitching didn't look that bad during that game. We only had one pitcher that gave up runs, and that was Godley with his uh, four innings as the starter, and he gave up four end runs. So he didn't do as good because normally he doesn't fall apart till the sixth inning, but I guess he decided to fall apart early. But the bullpen held their um, held their own, and they did well in that game too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, Christian Walker also added another home run. We'll get into him later in the show, too. Uh, so, yeah, moving into game two, this is a 2-1 to one win. It was the, it was kind of an ugly win, but it, it was a win uh, nonetheless. Um, they didn't um, – I think they won it. I think it was on a wild pitch. That was their go-ahead run. Uh, yeah, Luke Weaver looked really solid out there, though. Six and a third, only gave one run, seven strikeouts. Uh, Greg Holland knocked down again. He's been lights out of the bullpen this year. And I'm I'm glad we actually have a, a closer that looks like he will be good for the whole year instead of a guy like Boxberger. Um, uh, ho- hopefully, again we said that last year, Boxberger had a very good start to the year, and then uh, we know what happened. But hopefully, Holland could be that closer that Diamondbacks have been looking for. So that was game two, game three, another blowout, 11 to two. I think this was the game where Marte homered from both sides of the plate again. So that is that's that, that's two um, that's two games this year where he's homered from both sides of the plate. Uh, I mean, I mean, do you, do you see that Cazal Marte as a viable power bat for this offense and coming up in the future? Well, I didn't really expect him to be a power bat, but the way he's been hitting this year, he's definitely going to be a uh, one of our biggest home run hitters and a big power bat in our lineup. Yeah, and seems a lot of his power is coming from the right side of the plate, uh, and it's really it's really good to see. Uh, obviously, in Seattle, he's more of a contact guy, but he's really developed into, uh, I wouldn't say a five-tool player, but a very well-rounded player indeed. Um, and I'm really excited to see how what he can do um, going forward. And when he, you know, this is going to be his kind of his, I guess, his second really full season uh, in the major leagues. 
so yeah, we'll see what we can do there. And then game four, the Diamondbacks won that one five to nothing. Another uh, very dominant outing. I think who who's the yeah another dominant that outing. Was that was Granky. Was there Granky? Yeah, Granky actually had his first career triple. So that was pretty cool to see. I think there was a stat. Granky was the, the first pitcher since like 1908 to have a hit for the cycle in, 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 in throughout the first two months, throughout March and May or March and April. So that was pretty cool to see. I mean, Granky's been a that, that's one of the one of the reasons why he wanted to go to a National League team is that so he could hit. And I would say he made the right decision because he has been raking uh, this year with the bat. Um, so that was yeah, that, I yeah, saw that was something. Um, Granky has five extra base hits and Pollock has six and almost a hundred at bats Pollock has and Granky has less than fifteen. Yeah, uh Pollock is I mean kind of been disappointing for the Dodgers this year. I'm sure he'll rebound eventually, but that that five year six six million dollar contract, uh what the bats fans are saying we should offer the Pollock and I, I don't know about that one anymore. But anyway, yeah, a, a very good series against Pittsburgh. It's like all four and we're actually gonna bring on Benson here. I think he's ready to go. He's gonna he's a host of Bucko Booth the Pirates podcast. He's gonna give us his thoughts on the series and what he saw from both the Diamondbacks and the Pirates. How you doing? All right, then we're still waiting on him. But yeah, let's get All into right. the series. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, let's get the series in the next time. This weekend, so yeah, Cubs and Diamondbacks, and the, the Cubs have really not had the starts of the year that that, that they've been looking for. Um, they're only twelve and eleven, and I mean, that record isn't really to, to, uh, tell the full story. They've really had a lot of troubles, um, especially with their pitching. I mean, guys like Yu uh, Darvish have just have just not been good at all. Tyler Chatwood's in that massive deal, even though he did have that good outing against the Diamondbacks. Um, they have a lot of uh, money that's gone that's going to a lot of players that aren't really performing, and their bullpen is. I mean, there's got they got a lot of injuries too. And uh, yeah, there's been some some rumors if Joe Madden's gonna get fired or not. I can't see the Cubs really firing him uh, yet. I'm gonna be honest because he, you know, he led them to a World Series. So unless they just absolutely stink, I I don't see Joe Madden getting fired. But yeah, obviously Cubs have a very good uh, big following. Cubs have a very big following, um, especially in Arizona. I mean, I think last we went to a Cubs game. I mean, it was just mostly Cubs fans. So hopefully, Diamond. Yeah, I'm going on. I'm going on Sunday. Hopefully, it's not too many Cubs fans. Oh, I, I would imagine there'd be a pretty decent amount all all the uh, all the games, especially because they have the, the spring training stadium um, kind of close to the state to uh, Chase Field. There's it seems to be a lot of Cubs fans here. Um, but yeah, hopefully the Diamondbacks can just uh, put, uh, show with their uh, show with their play and not with their uh, fan drawing. But yeah, we're gonna hit a break here. We will go uh, talking about more of the series and also talking about the National League West as a whole. Uh, how it's performed this April. Hey guys, this is Benson from Bucko Booth, also producer here on this show. Just want to make sure you tune in. New episode of Bucko Booth this Saturday at noon Eastern. We have a lot to get into. With Cole Tucker's debut coming and him seemingly being the shortstop of the future, we're going to take a look to the minor leagues and see who's coming up after him. O'Neill Cruz, who they acquired in the Tony Watson trade, has been raking in the minors. When will he make his way to Pittsburgh? And with the recent three-game skid and the inability to score runs, should Pirates fans believe we dive into that? Is this the year of the bucko? 
and their struggles with runners in scoring position. How can the Pirates fix that? When is Corey Dickerson and Starling Marte coming back? All this and much more on this week's episode of Bucko Booth. You don't want to miss it. Saturday, noon Eastern. I'll let you get back to this show, but don't miss it. Saturday, noon Eastern, Bucko Booth. See you there. And welcome back to the show. And Benson is ready to go here to talk about Pirates, um, the host of Bucko Booth, the Pirates podcast here at Baseball Podcast Network. You can just run us through what he saw from the series, but from both Diamondbacks and the Pirates, it's going to keep performers. So what, uh, how's it going, Benson? Good. How you doing? I'm doing good, too. So let's talk about the uh, – let's talk about – well, first of all, let's talk about the first game where uh, the Pirates were up – I believe it was, it was 4 nothing going into the sixth inning, and the Diamondbacks just scored 12 unanswered runs and just kind of just took over in that game. What was your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, going into that game, the Pirates had just come off a tough loss to the Giants the previous day by a score of 3-2. to two. And really, the, the tail of uh, Monday's game, it was really the first six innings and then innings seven through nine. Joe Musgrove pitched a fantastic game. He went six strong innings, uh, giving up the three and runs. And he left in a four-to-one game going to Kyle Crick. Um, I, the real... Uh, turning point in the series uh, was actually that John Ryan Murphy perfect bunt that he laid down because after that, the little Blake Swihart swing bunt that turned into a misplay at the plate, and you had the little bloop single that went to left, and then David Peralta hit the back-breaking uh, bases-clearing triple. I mean, then you had the Nick Birdie injury following that where he blew out his arm on the mound in a scary incident. But, yeah, really, I mean, Monday's game, tail of two games, the innings one through six, which was a clean, well-played game, and then innings seven through nine, which saw uh, your guys' offense explode and our pitching uh, implode. Yeah. There was definitely some bad luck, I would give you there, in the in the, uh, in the seventh inning there, but when the Diamondbacks initially took the lead and then David Peralta triple. Um, yeah, but let's talk about, when you mentioned Nick Birdie, let's talk about the injuries with the Pirates, because they are just, it seems like guys are just dropping like flies up there. Um, I think that's one way to put it. But uh, yeah, just talk about that and how you know how is it, how have all these injuries affected the team and uh, and it just the, just the whole morale. Yeah. So currently in Pittsburgh, uh, the, the feeling is this team doesn't have an offense. Um, we just can't score runs, and they didn't score runs in the D-back series. And a lot of that can go to blame because of the injuries. The Pirates got Gregory Polanco back in the beginning of the series, but it was his first couple at-bats. You have uh, very young guys such as Cole Tucker and Brian Reynolds, and Reynolds himself got hurt during the series, so they had to go to Jason Martin. Marte's out. Dickerson's out. We just got Elias Diaz back. Chisholm Hall is still out. It's a very hurt team right now and a team that's really been thrown together at this point in the season. And the fact that the team is still a game over 500, sitting at 12 and 11, with all the injuries that have occurred and the lack of offense, to be honest, it's not a terrible spot given how the Pirates have fared. The injuries have stunk, and it's bad. But Marte is close to returning. He's not going to take much longer than his 10-day DL, IL stint, um, that scary collision in center field. Dickerson will be making his way back here in the next coming weeks, and Chisholm Hall is just finishing up a rehab assignment. So 
the injuries have been terrible, uh, but once the guys get back, the offense has to start clicking into shape because you can't win games scoring the amount of runs that the Pirates scored this year, and it showed with the D-backs way put in to us this past week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely played by the injury bug there. And, yeah, I'm sure a lot of these guys will come back, you know, Marte, Dickerson, and Chisholm Hall, another veteran piece. Uh, but let's talk about Cole Tucker, obviously, out of Ahwatukee, out of Mountain Point High School, Mountain Point High School. Uh, Scott Kingery uh, last year, and now Cole Tucker, two uh, pretty good major league uh, young shortstop. What's, you, what, what's your thoughts on Cole Tucker so far, and, and uh, how has he impressed uh, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh fan base? Yeah, so I mean, I guess just going back to the collision that allowed Cole Tucker to be called up on that uh, a week ago today. Uh, you know, the Eric Gonzalez finally Marte collision center, where Eric Gonzalez broke his left collarbone, had to get surgery for that. He'll be out ten to twelve weeks. And Marte escaped with a bruised rib. So, um, yeah, that's, that's good news for the Pirates. But the next day, Cole Tucker was called up. And the thought, the original thought, I mean, there was a story in the paper just about a day ago. Uh, Cole Tucker wasn't going to be called up until at least mid-June to the Super 2 status and, you know, the service time and all that. But the Pirates realized as soon as Eric Gonzalez went down that they needed to call up this young stud shortstop. He raked in the Arizona Fall League. I mean, the Arizona Fall League's right in your backyard, so I don't know if you were able to see him at all, but he raked down there. Teammates with Vlad Jr. Um, I mean, they were like Cole Tucker was leading off Vlad Jr. back in the third, so that was a fun lineup down there. You see the um, those yields already. But Cole Tucker, he's been a spark plug for this Pirates team. He's, he plays with enthusiasm. He hustles. He's a power-hitting shortstop, which you don't see nowadays. He still has a slender frame, too. Great glove. He had the homer uh, for his first hit against the Giants to win the game 3-1. to one. And he's just exciting. And don't uh, forget the hair either. His hair, arguably the best in the game. Uh, he was on Colin Coward's show today uh, in L.A. Colin Coward's going to be going to the game to watch him tonight uh, in L.A. So it's he's an exciting player, and he could be the type of guy that brings some national spotlight to Pittsburgh, which is really long overdue at this point. Yeah. And it's great to see all these uh, young talents, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr., Eli Jimenez, all these guys making the major league roster uh, right now, instead of, you know, having to wait for the third time, obviously uh, Vlad Jr. Who's still over three in his debut tonight uh, did not, but I think that's just because he had that injury. And uh, obviously I don't think the Blue Jays want to rush him just too much, but, yeah, but good to see all these yeah all these major league players that are all these young young studs that are making the roster and that's really going to be driving a really good youth movement for the whole league. All right, well, Benson, um, I just want to thank you for joining the show, and uh, yeah, we can you can catch uh, Buckle Booth tomorrow tomorrow tomorrow. Uh, what's the time again on that one? Be on at noon Eastern tomorrow. Uh, stand up late for that Pirates Dodgers game, so I had to push that back a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. No problem. We'll see you uh, in Arizona when we play later this year. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah, getting it back in, back in the show, I want to talk about the, the National League West as a whole. And uh, just some breaking news, Cardinals news again. They have they just did trade Josh Rosen to the Dolphins for their second-round pick. Um, so, that's, that's, uh, Arizona getting some more depth there. Uh, obviously, the Josh Rosen experiment did not work out. Uh you have any final? You have any final thoughts on that? Uh, Josh Rosen, uh, whole whole deal, uh, Chris. Rosen uh, makes the Hall of Fame and does amazing. 
And uh, I think it's yeah. stupid to give up on him so early. Yeah. I mean, I do think Kyle Murray's a better fit, but, I mean, I, I, I just I, – I think they could, they could have – the whole situation could have been handled better. I think they could have, you know, got some better offensive line help because – I mean, Josh Rosen could be a very, a very good quarterback if you give him a good offensive line, which is what I was thinking. I mean, yeah. But There's anyway, the let's, let's just the expansion to do that, to draft two back-to-back top 10 QBs. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 the Cardinals are in a mess right now, but hopefully they can just rebound. Hopefully Kyler is, is the future. But anyway, we're going to into an NLS recap. Um, we're just, so, first of all, the standings. Uh, Dodgers are still currently in the lead after the Padres had an early season lead. They're 16-11. D-backs are right behind at 15-11. And Padres at third and 14-11. So three teams are there with a winning record. And the Giants are in, in Rockies, actually. Rockies really not having the greatest of starts, but still not terrible. Giants are actually impressing at 11-14. I did not think with their roster they were going to be that good. But they just, you know, traded for Kevin Pillar. It seems like their veteran core is still putting up decent numbers. And the Rockies, they've been ha- having – I think Daniel Murphy's been having some injury problems, uh, guys like that. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, definitely a very fun uh, r- uh, ride in the NL West. Even if teams like like the Giants and Rockies aren't going to be winning the uh, division, they're still going to, uh, you know, put in their fights and try to play spoiler. Uh, there's, there's definitely not one, one team in here that's just going full, full uh, Marlins or full, full Orioles and trying to tank. But, yeah, that's going to be really cool. Uh, to see Dodgers, their whole season has been defined by Cody Bellinger, product of Hamilton High School. He is batting, still batting 426 with the with the on base at 500 and OPS near 1400. He has been absolutely killing it. Uh, he's kind of been their everyday right fielder now with Max Muncy going to be playing at first. 12 home runs. I think that's somewhere near the top in the National League if it's not first. I mean, yeah. What are your thoughts on on Bellinger so far this year? Yeah, Bellinger's been doing amazing, and he's kind of leading the he's leading the Dodgers to their lead in the division, which isn't a very big lead, and it's from the year. So if he can keep it up, I think the Dodgers are going to run away with the division, especially if the rest of the team keeps playing like they are. And uh, yeah. Verdugo, as a rookie, keeps playing well. They're definitely going to run away with the division if they can all keep it up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there's – the only other team I saw that could compete the division is below 500 right now, the Rockies. So I can't see them losing the division no matter what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alex Verdugo, uh, you know, him and Bellinger are both 23. They've been absolutely killing it. Uh, absolutely killing it this year. Um, for the Dodgers, and they've just been really putting on a show uh, out there in L.A., the, uh, the the depth is a little concerning. Um, they Russell Martin just was uh, was placed on the 10 day D uh, IL. Not D, I could not say get over uh, not saying DL anymore. But anyway, he's placed on the 10 day IL, and now Rocky Dale is their backup catcher. So anyway, that's that. But the Dodgers, it looks like at least for the foreseeable future, unless the injury bug just hits them hard, they're they're going to be sitting in first place for pretty comfortably. Uh, talking about the Rockies, now the Rockies they're an interesting interesting team because. They had a lot of high expectations going into the season, um, but it, a lot, they have a lot of guys that are on the uh, that are on the injured list. You know, Chris Iannetta's uh, out, and they think Daniel Murphy is is back, but I actually I don't know about that. But yeah, a lot of the guys are injured, and the guys like uh, yeah. Charlie Blackman uh, still are not, are not perform, performing uh, to what they're supposed to be. 
Blackman, I mean, he still, he still has an OPS of over 800, but, I mean, yeah, he, he just moved to right field. Ian Desmond is not doing good in center, in center field at all. He's, his OPS is below 500, so Arenado hasn't been also – I mean, Arenado's been doing decent, but not the season you want him to. to. I mean, the, I mean, pretty much Arenado and Story and, you know, guys like in, – in, you know, in their young pitching staff, guys with like Herman Marquez, John Gray, and Kyle Freeland. I mean, the, that I mean, besides that, the bullpen has not looked amazing. Um, you know, the bullpen on paper looks pretty good, but just hasn't performed it at all. Uh, really, um, dur- during games during the regular season, we saw that, especially last year. But uh, I, yeah, any- I see the Rockies bouncing back. I still think they can make the playoffs. And games going eight and two, just like the D-back. Yeah. Still making the yeah. And then Giants, yeah, still having a pretty good year. They got traded for Kevin Clark. And then, yeah, so that's going to wrap up the show for tonight. I want to thank all you guys for tuning in. We will catch you next week, next Friday, and have a good night. See ya. Rattle Up is produced by Benson Fector. Rattle Up is a Baseball Podcast Network production. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram, Chris Sumner at Chris underscore Sumner 710 and Blake Warner at Everything D-backs. Be sure to give the Baseball Podcast Network a follow on all our social media platforms as well. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D- CAS1, SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network, and YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time.